On today's Money with Friends, a new study shows that millennials love to pay with credit cards. Maybe that's good news. Maybe that's bad news. But listen to this. Almost 30% of them can't name their interest rate. That and what that has to do with your wallet on today's Money with Friends. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Money with Friends podcast coming to you from Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin show in my mom's half finished basement. I'm Joe Saul Cihai. And coming to you from my bedroom closet where I got ties <laughs> right next to me in Mountain View, California, host of the Paychecks and Balances podcast. I am Rich Jones. The award winning paychecks and balances by the way this is the podcast where we cover recent headlines in the financial press we not only read them like some podcasts do but we also comment on them as well so you know what they mean for your wallet we do that all in about 15 minutes today's show is brought to you by acre trader diversify your portfolio with farmland i grew up in farm country love this idea head to acretrader.com forward slash mwf that's money with friends AcreTrader.com forward slash MWF. You can watch an explainer video and even get started if you'd like. Rich, you are back. Sadly, going to try to push the tears back, my friend. You're here one last time. I know. It's a really sad, but also celebratory situation. I almost said a different word. He's like, not what I intended. <laughs> He's like, thank goodness. I'm just about done with this. Yes, uh, I've enjoyed this reason to wake up uh, extra early out here in California because everything tends to be in Central or Eastern time, and it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate y'all having me on for this season, and I feel like this piece was a good grand finale, being that I am now a senior millennial and uh, continuously aging, so yeah. On the leading edge of millennials. Well, let's get into it here in just a second. Let's see who's kicking off today's show for us. This is Andy from the Inspired Money Podcast. Just like hanging out and chatting about the news, that's why I tune in to Money with Friends. All right, Rich, this one's all you, man. So uh, tell us what we got here. Yes. So I came across this piece and it is titled, Millennials Love to Pay with Credit Cards, but Almost 30% of Them Can't Name Their Interest Rate. And I felt attacked because I am someone who, if you ask me what the interest rate on my credit cards are, I could not tell you. But I'm going to read a little bit of this article. Do you know what the interest rates on your credit cards are? If you answered yes, you're more informed than many rewards chasers. More than 40% of Generation Z around... 30% of millennials and Gen X and almost 40% of baby boomers say they don't know what the interest rate on their credit card is, according to a new survey by Stash, a micro-investing and banking app. And this uh, article is written by Alex Lengo, and I realize I didn't say that. Yeah, at uh, money.com also, by the way. Yes. Yeah, I'm terribly failing in my last appearance. (laughs) But but it's not like folks don't need to know because they're paying off their bill in full each month and not triggering any interest charges. Americans paid $113 billion in credit card interest last year, up 12% from 2017 and up a whopping 49% from five years ago when the national average was just $76.3 billion, according to Magnify Money, a financial product comparison website. I know that one well from Stacking Benjamins. Uh, the piece continues. So why do people keep using cards and losing more money? 
Americans are caught up in the points and reward programs offered by credit card companies, with one-third of people in debt admitting they spend on credit for the perks, the survey says. Even though 40% of people say they know that having a credit card hurts their spending, younger Americans in particular see better cards as status symbols. More than half of millennials and 50% of Gen Z use cards as their primary source of payment, according to Stash. Half of millennials have maxed out a credit card, along with 40% of Gen Z. Are the rewards really worth it? Maybe not. The majority of younger people using credit cards as their main source of spending are in debt. Total revolving credit card balances in the U.S. hit $1.03 trillion with a T in 2019, according to Magnified Money. Many Americans cite their debt load as the primary reason they're not saving for retirement. And that's, that's some ugly, ugly stuff, Mr. Jones. Yeah. And I think part of what is sad, but is also real is that I see myself in this article. So not in the current, but in the past. And I was thinking, have, I was like, have I ever maxed out a credit card? And I'm like, yes, I had a $14,000 limit and I was at pretty much like 13,500. And so while it wasn't officially (laughs) maxed out, like that was pretty darn close. And I've had that happen with multiple cards. And that was, and I remember with that particular card, part of it was I'm getting these points, I'm getting these points, I'm getting these points. But I think what people don't realize is that if you then end up paying interest, that then eats away at whatever points you've acquired. Yeah, it's so funny because you look at these points and you think, man, I could fly for free. But then you look at all the interest you're paying. You're not really flying for free. You are, you're double and triple play paying what you would have paid, you know, Delta or Southwest or JetBlue or whoever the heck you were flying. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done that. There was a point in time where I was literally paying over a hundred bucks in interest per month on one credit card. Oh my goodness. And man, and that became the first card when I finally got my life together that uh, I knocked down. But yeah, if, if I'm spending, you know, $1,200 a year in interest and I accumulate 500 points, and even if it's worth 3X when you book your flight through our portal, I'm still ultimately losing money at the end of the day. And it's also interesting with millennials. I was thinking about something about this article made me think about, uh, you, m- you remember Fire Festival? The whole. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that guy, I'm forgetting his name, who put that whole thing on. Do you remember his name off top? No, but there were two documentaries, and I think uh, I didn't watch the Hulu one. I watched the Netflix one. Oh, you need to watch both so you get both. That's what I heard. Yes, and there's one, you know, I won't go down that rabbit hole. But this guy, before he launched the Fire Festival, he actually launched like a premium credit card. That was like a business of his. And he was taking pictures with celebrities and People were trying to get a hold of this credit card because it was titanium or whatever it was. So, you know, the way it hit the table, it sounded really nice. And people prioritized that over what it actually offered. And I've even been I've, I've been interviewed for a, a, a story before. And somebody asked and actually the person interviewing me asked, so which credit card should I get? Because I'm trying to be on the come up. And I'm like, well, what do you mean by being the come up? He's like, yeah, you know, when I plop it down on the table, I want people to realize. And I'm like, no, this Ugh. is a whole other version of keeping up with the Joneses. Like, that's not what you want to be doing right now. Yeah, because the cost of that is incredible. And it's funny, you know, w- when you look at this piece, it says that uh, baby boomers, 40 percent of baby boomers don't know 
what their interest rate is. But I think that might be for a different reason, Rich. I think it might be because the older you get, I think the more the, at, at least in my life, and I, this might not be everybody, but statistics I've read is people get older, they kind of learn not to touch that stove so much. So they become more responsible with credit over their life. Sometimes it takes them till they're 40, 50, 60 to do that. But I think a lot of baby boomers know that lesson enough that they use the credit card in a different way. I'd love to see this final this this study, but my gut says the reason 40% of baby boomers don't know what their interest rate is is because it doesn't matter because they pay it off every month. That makes sense. I'm at, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking because I think my mom is in the baby boomer generation and, and my dad was, and, I, and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, how did they used to approach the credit card? And they did carry a balance. I can tell you that they never talked about or looked at the interest rate and their thing was just what's the dollar amount that we need to pay that we need to pay off and let's focus on that so maybe they weren't paying it off in full every month but they ultimately had a goal how can we get this bill paid down in the shortest amount of time and um you know sometimes that even making the uh, minimum payment but i know where i'm at now and where a lot of other people are at now who've gotten to a point where they are fiscally responsible or at least periodically fiscally responsible i don't pay attention to it because yeah i i know that i'm going to pay this off in full i don't want interest eating away at my points or eating away at my rewards or whatever else so i don't pay attention to the interest rate because i don't ever expect to pay interest yeah and that's me too i don't pay attention to the interest rate because i never have a balance uh, so for me, the interest rate is, I, I frankly have no idea what the interest rate is on my cards. I remember looking at it, by the way, about six months ago for another story we were doing and seeing just how exorbitant they were, right? I mean, yeah. they, they were just exorbitant and it was funny. I mean, one of my credit cards was like 26% was, was the interest rate, but because I never have any balance irrelevant. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I get those periodic notifications where like something has changed about your account or however they formally say them where it's in the subject line. You can't tell that the credit card interest rate has increased. Right. But it's like, oh, updated information for your account. That's right. And, and if you log in, you'll see that your rate just went up. Like We 10%. updated the terms of your agreement. Yes. Yes. That, that, yes. That's, that's, <laughs> that's exactly it. And so this wasn't in the article, but. Uh, I want to talk about it real quick is the credit card, like annual fees, because that's something else where uh, I have a couple of cards right now that have annual fees. I actually have one card that hit me with an annual fee and I have not got the full value of that annualness out of that card. So I'm probably going to downgrade it. And then there's another credit card that I have uh, a uh, one of the chase cards and that has a it has like a four hundred dollar fee on it, which sounds insane. But at the same time, the benefits that I get from that card and considering that I pay it off in full every month, the benefits that I get are far greater than that annual fee that I pay. So I was curious about your thoughts on annual credit card fees. Well, it's interesting because I was talking recently to a travel hacker guy who hadn't really thought about this. He has, I think, 27 credit cards, he told me, and Ooh. a lot of them have annual fees. And he said, well, I never I never have a balance. I'm like, but with 27 different cards that give you these annual fees, how do you 
make how do you justify keeping that in your wallet if if you're trying to get 27 different that like in a year i'm not going to make back all those fees on all those different cards so keeping it to a couple cards maybe with an annual fee where you get a nice big benefit that you'll easily you know do more than that like that's fine but some of these credit card hacking schemes i think people forget about them i i think the annual fee is easy to forget about um yeah, it's it's easy to forget about, but I also think that people anchor on the annual fee as a reason to not get a credit card. Oh, and I yeah, am yeah. not encouraging people to get into debt, but I do encourage people that if they're going to take on a credit card and they're going to handle it responsibly, that they do something that fits within their lifestyle. That's funny how it's a pendulum, though. You say people go, oh, I won't get it with an annual fee. And now, because I'm with a bunch of people <laughs> every day who are pay off their credit cards all the time, you know, they go the opposite end where they have too many because they're like, oh, forget it. But I get all these rewards and I pay it off every month. And then they disregard the fee when you really need to pay attention. I couldn't imagine seeing 27 different cards. Isn't that in crazy? That I, I don't even have the gall to apply for that many cards. And I know credit credit scores, they move around everything else. I'm not interested in buying a house or anything like that right now. But just uh, 27 credit checks. <laughs> well, well, and here's the thing. So for people, for, the, for, for millennials, let's talk about what to do with this. Because I like the piece. I like the fact that it says that maybe people need to know better what their fees are, what their interest rates are. But but, but where do we start with this, Rich? I mean, let's give people some take-home stuff here before we get to what the uh, biggest takeaway is. Yeah, I think a, a really big thing is understanding your goals and even before that, understanding your values and getting a credit card as a status symbol. The, the whole idea of, you know, I'm, I was about to do my big takeaway, so I'm, I'm going to save that one. But you, <laughs> you, you want to make sure that if you're getting a credit card or you're signing up for something, that, you're, that it actually is benefiting your life in a way beyond just the surface of being able to say, like, look what I've got. Or you go out to dinner with friends and you know, everyone puts down their plastic cards and then boom, here you come with the titanium. But the titanium also means 26% interest. And now your balance went from $9,990 to $10,000. Probably not what you want to be doing. And I, I would tell people that if when you're thinking about your lifestyle and even if you're thinking about selecting a card, you again, you want to find something that fits in with where you spend your most time, the things that you would naturally do. And this is all assuming that you're going to pay it off in in full every month. So maybe travel is your thing. Maybe restaurants are your thing. Maybe you drive a lot. So gas points might be your thing. But getting a car just for the sake of being able to show it off to people and then showing it off, using it and not paying down the balance probably not the route you want to go. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's life stages. If you're somebody that doesn't pay off your credit cards every month, start off there and forget about rewards. Forget about cards with annual fees. Find ways to lower your interest to the man and uh, get it paid off and figure out the system. Like, you know, people talk about the leaves versus the root of the problem. A lot of people go, well, I got these rewards and those are kind of leaves where you have to have a good system of money management first before you go chasing rewards. And once you do that, I like, I've, I've got a set thing like, you know, for the, the, like the smoke detector thing where you change the batteries in your smoke detector. <laughs> yeah. Same type of thing with my credit. I've got, I've got a yearly alert when I go and I check my credit and I also then check each of my cards. So I, I, 
I check those those things. And as I said, I don't pay attention that often to my interest rates, but at the very least, once a year, I make sure that I've got this check, that these are really the cards that I want in my wallet and that I've got this, this plan. It doesn't have to be all that often, but having it as a yearly reminder so I don't have to think about it again, I think for me, that's kind of the, I, I don't like calling it a hack, but it's, but it's the, it's the system that I use so that I don't have to remember this thing that it, that is, uh, you know, could, could come up and bite me. I mean, could be it could, credit cards will kick your butt. Look at how much money we're paying in fees. It said in this article, it's just $1 trillion. Holy cow. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking about the thousands that I've spent in interest since I got that Frisbee in college. <laughs> Frisbee, that's right. No, it was a free Frisbee. Yes. Right. Yes. Toaster, yes, that, that beach towel. Frisbee. Yes. It's funny. Well, it's funny. And I remember a financial planner talking about this, saying that, you know, he was trying to find clients and he was actually a pretty good financial planner, but he's talking about early in his career. It's like, nobody wanted to talk to me. He goes, but then I'm at the mall and there's this kiosk and they're giving away a stadium blanket with the local sports team on it. And there's a line of like 12 people trying to get into debt. He's like, I can't get anybody to talk to me about actually saving money. And there's a line of 12 people deep hoping to get into debt. Fantastic. Uh, in just a second, Rich and I are going to have our takeaways, but first want to talk just a just little bit about Acre Trader. If you've listened to this at all, you know how much I like Acre Trader. Diversifying your portfolio with farmland is different than diversifying it with other types of real estate. Farmland doesn't, I, th- I think Rich, the technical term is jiggle. It doesn't, it doesn't jiggle as much. I can see Carter at Acre Trader. I'm not about that too much. Yeah, I can think Carter Acre Trader going, yeah, Joe, let's not use the jiggle as our thing. But but the prices don't gyrate as much. And if you know anything about real estate, real estate prices don't move as quickly as stocks or even bonds. It's a much slower rotation. Well, with with uh, farmland, it's even slower because of the fact that there's always less of it. And farming is much more of a steady industry for the people that own the land. Not so much for the farmer. If there's farmers out there, it's not that steady. No, lots of farmers. That's a tough deal. But if you own the land and you're just renting it to a farmer, the value of that land uh, has a history of holding its own. For more on how Acre Trader works and how you can invest in farmland without having to buy the entire field yourself, which could be a lot of money, much more affordable way to invest, head to acretrader.com forward slash mwf for money with friends that's acretrader.com forward slash mwf all right time getting a little dusty here time for rich jones's last takeaway on the show and it's quite fitting with my last name but trying to keep up with the jones oh you broke Yes, yes. This whole idea of trying to just keep up with that. There are so many levels of stress when you're trying to keep up with other people as opposed to focusing on what your goal and where you want to be is. I think we see some of this as entrepreneurs. We see it as just individuals. We even see it within our own families. And getting a credit card so you can plop it on the table and be like, bow, yeah, I'm on the same level with y'all or yeah, who's bossing up now? As opposed to let me do something that's actually irresponsible or I know that I'm not going to pay my balances in full every month because of everything that I have going on in life and being responsible and thoughtful enough 
to know that that is not the action you should take and what the person is doing next door or down the street does not impact how you live your life today. Uh, it's something that I, I it was probably the first thought that I had when I read this article. I'm like, this, this is all about keeping up with the Joneses. So if you find yourself in that comparison game, and I've never found that comparison game to work out well, even when I've done it to myself, where I've compared myself to other people, I've compared where I am in life to other people, I've compared my finances to other people without actually knowing what their finances were like. But based off of what I saw, it has always led to me making bad decisions. So keep in mind that trying to keep up with the Joneses with a little TM next to it will keep you broke. <laughs> you know, and, and it's funny when you talk about comparing yourself that was one of the top questions when I was a financial planner, Rich. It was one of the top questions I always got. How am I doing versus everybody else? And to your point, the answer is who cares? It's it's so irrelevant and it's it's kind of not healthy. I mean, it's it's really not healthy. Mine, I'm gonna yours has such a good point on it. I'm I'm just gonna do a very, very short one, which is that uh credit cards are not a status symbol, they're a tool. It's a tool. And if you use Love it that. as a tool and not as a status symbol. If if you are putting down your credit card and you're looking to see who at the table is looking to see how badass your credit card is, you need some help, my friend. Uh, and sadly, more and more people are doing that. And you look at the new Apple card, you know, how many people think that card's just cool? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that card is for millennials. Yeah. Yeah. Pass. That's going to do it for today. Mr. Jones, thank you so much for joining us the last four months, my friend. Oh, it has been a fantastic time, a fantastic season. We're heading into fall, so it's kind of fitting. You know, we're changing seasons here. It's about to start getting a little cooler out here in the Bay, but still sunny, at least until November. But I've really enjoyed this time. I've enjoyed interacting with the community. And yeah, I look, I look forward to seeing what happens next for Money with Friends. Well, and I look forward also to see what comes up next on Paychecks and Balances because you, Marcus, always have such a great time. And uh, congratulations again on the Plutus Award. Very, very well-deserved. And you guys work your butts off. And I was so pleased when I'm hiking in the Rockies and I get back to my phone and I see that you guys just... Uh, with those big stupid grins on your face. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it was it was a bit no, it was a big stupid grin and we did big stupid walks up onto the stage. That was funny. Yeah, I am assuming you saw the video. I did see the video. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, people got to follow your Instagram feed by the way. The Paychecks and Balances Instagram feed is always is always really funny. Yeah, at Pay Balances, that's my only plug. Yeah, at Pay Balances, good stuff. And listen to Paychecks and Balances. All right everybody, we're out of here. Thanks for hanging out with us on Facebook. Thanks for hanging out with us wherever you are listening. We'll see you next time back here at Money with Friends. This show is created and hosted by Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Our engineer is Caden Thompson, and for a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with a real episode of Money with Friends. <laughs>